0: everyone and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host Kate Boyle and this week on the show I have an amazing guest Mindy Hubner. Now Mindy is an intuitive mindset mastery coach. She's also an NLP practitioner, a health life and success coach and clinical hypnotherapist. Now Mindy knows rewiring your brain is the key to unlocking your magic so that you can create a soul aligned business and an extraordinary life. I mean who doesn't want that. Her number one mission is helping women to reveal and release their limiting beliefs and embrace the confident, wildly successful humans they were made to be. Now, my conversation with Mindy was an absolute delight. We are chatting about how we can make micro shifts to create a strategy to reach and have the success that we want. And we dive into lots of different things about chatting about mindset, how we can make and form habits. And... And what we can do to take the power back for ourselves so that we can make the choices that we want to make to get the life that we want to have. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I had a few aha moments in there, so I hope you guys find some too. Let's have a listen in. Hi, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have Mindy here on the show. Welcome to the show, Mindy.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. I'm excited as well.
0: That's great. Now, today we're going to be chatting about creating the strategy for your consistent success by utilizing micro shifts. So, before we sort of delve into that, can you just share with the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yes, thank you. So, I'm Mindy Hebner, I'm an intuitive mindset mastery coach for established female entrepreneurs. I help them reveal and release the limiting beliefs that keep them feeling overwhelmed, overthinking, and in way too much self-doubt so that they can step into and embrace the confident, wildly successful woman that they already are on the inside. And I am obsessed with helping them do that. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, it's an amazing topic
0: in itself. And there's so much sort of in there, which we'll dive into, but I know talking to most of my guests, there's usually some sort of catalyst in their life that leads them to this area. So was there something, you know, that happened in your life that kind of led you to uh, explore this work?
1: Definitely. Uh, first, I 100% know and believe you cannot out-hustle your beliefs. And I tried to do that for a long time without even realising um what the limiting beliefs were, I was always successful. I was in sales for direct sales for almost 20 years, uh, very driven, very successful, very much of the mindset that lazy and rest were the same thing. And so as we know, uh, if you're, if, if you're believing that get Curious, my friend, (laughs) about what could open up if you decided to let go of that. I did that for many years, again, extremely successful and realized there's there's gotta be a better way. I I'm, I'm tired. I wasn't burnt out. I wasn't that, that bottomed out sort of thing, but I was really starting to tune into my body and grow my spirituality. And I was like, "Ah, this is not sustainable for me anymore. I want to find a better way. And so I got some health coaching certification and then I got some life coaching certification. And then I got some more certification, hypnotherapy, I really started digging into the brain, habits, limiting beliefs, all of those types of things. And uh, when I really leaned into meditation and then really understanding like what makes us do what we do, I was able to disconnect from that rest equals lazy and really reframe and and come up with a more empowering belief of rest creates and breeds creativity and productivity and that was the changing point for me. So most of the women that I serve uh were me, right? Like trying to out hustle their belief like oh if I just work a little harder I'll be more successful even when actually that it it doesn't work that way. I mean, that is, that is, we can, we can hustle. We can hustle to a hundred thousand dollars. We could probably even hustle to a million. And then, you know, like there's no, there's none of that left anywhere. There's nothing left to be able to continue to do that. And so that's when we get to, I'm inviting people to get curious about it way before that, (laughs) before an extended hustle like that uh, to just ask yourself, you know, what makes me think this? What makes me show up in this way?
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's so much there, but I think that resonates with me and it resonates with a lot of women that I see and a lot more women than men than I've experienced. Like even with my husband he'll just be like you know you, you can't do everything just take a break like that's totally fine you know he doesn't have a problem with that whereas I have struggled with that a lot like you know meeting certain expectations and and having to you know do the right thing by people even though it maybe is not doing the right thing by me mm. first uh, mm. so I think it's interesting that there is that sort of difference between men and women as well have you found that at all or just because you've sort of really specialized working with women you kind of haven't seen that in between the two sexes
1: uh I have seen it and I have seen it uh, part of where I was for so long was operating in my masculine not a lot uh, some people don't like masculine feminine it's not like boy girl that's that's not it's that very check the list do the thing you know and and not Uh, Tapping into enough flow and ease and creativity, those types of things. So uh, I do work with men as well. And yes, their uh, limiting beliefs tend to be around a great deal other things, (laughs) not not this, you know, not. And I, I believe also that comes from most women are in some sort of caregiver role. And, or they are, uh, you know, have nieces and nephews, other people that they want to take care of. And, and, and so we fall into that trap of doing it all where most men don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Agree. Most. And, and you're right. Like, most. you know, we, we're generalizing, not all, now, but,
1: but, but not all, yeah. but yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's not, um, that's not a role for, for most like, m- m- many women take on that role of mom and business owner and, and mom is a, a very wide role. Right. And we, we do that to ourselves as well. Well, meaning like we, and, or society and, or parents and constructs, you know, give us these beliefs of, you know, I have this vision of super mom, right? And like, she's in this awful 80s suit. She's got this briefcase. And she's got this, this cape and that's no, like, no. It, it doesn't have to be that way. If that's what you're choosing and it's working, amazing. And there's so much more that gets to happen in there when you start shifting your mindset about what gets to happen. So if we want to start to
0: embrace that creativity and flow and ease where do we start with trying to shift our mindset? That's, that's the question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The way that we can recognize where we have a limiting belief, so something that's stopping us from stepping into that, this is how your brain works. You think a thought habitually. It becomes a belief. It becomes what you say after I am. And then you're so powerful, you create habits to prove it to yourself. We're always winning the game that we're playing. So the moment that you recognize a disempowering habit, like, okay, if you're continually saying to yourself, I'm overwhelmed, uh, you're thinking it, you're thinking it, you're saying it. So now you're, you're literally bringing it into your identity because you're saying it after I am, these are some of the most powerful words in the world. Now you are going to prove it to yourself with habits. So if you're continually saying, I, I'm overwhelmed, you can look around and see the things that you're doing to prove that to yourself over scheduling or not, not even not using any kind of schedule, putting everyone else before you, like all the things that we do when, when we're overwhelmed. Right. And we have the power to switch that. So how do you start shifting? The first thing that you get to do is recognize when you have a disempowering habit when you have rooted down something that's no longer serving you no guilt no shame my friends this is just curiosity like huh that's interesting when did I decide that when did I decide that being overwhelmed was a good thing for me because for some of us like busy it's a badge it's a badge of honor you know and it it it's something that we just say all the time until we get into the habit of it and we get to shift into a more empowering habit. And that's the best way to recognize when you're operating in a way that no longer serves you is how you feel about what you're saying and doing and where is that getting you to? Is it is it taking you closer to what you want or is it keeping you stuck or is it moving you even farther from what you want?
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, even just unpacking that a little bit more, you can look at that at so many areas of your life, whether or not, you know, you're looking at um, your home life, your work life, family life, catching up with friends. Or if you don't have any, you say you don't have any time for catching up with friends, I'm sure we can all, if we just sort of step back and and look at the language that we use and how we're organizing things, it'll probably open up a whole new sort of uh, doorway for us to explore.
1: Mm-hmm. Your brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what you believe. This is a, an amazing mechanism. And it's does that partly because we get the statistics vary on this, but 70 to 80,000 bits of info coming at us. Okay. Well, we couldn't, our heads would explode. <laughs> we couldn't possibly. So we can process five to seven bits out of, 70,000. So you have a filter that filters things for you. It deletes, your brain deletes, distorts and generalizes. Your filter, your RAS doesn't let things come in, doesn't let you recognize things that are out of your consciousness until they're in your consciousness. So all of these are protection mechanisms uh, so that you you don't like get overwhelmed from all the information coming in. And again, the deleting, the distorting, and the generalizing, deleting, distorting, and generalizing. If you're continually saying, I'm overwhelmed, and in a minute, we'll switch to something empowering and see how we get to see, you know, then your brain's going to, it's not even going to let you see the times when actually you weren't overwhelmed, because it needs to just filter all that stuff based on your beliefs. You were making it easy. It's just going to go, oh, delete, delete, (laughs) distort. Oh, that was a fluke. Like, oh, I didn't feel overwhelmed there, but that was a fluke, right? That's never going to happen again.
0: And talking about this, how much does sort of being in the present or examining like previous habits or thinking about the
1: future, like where you are in your tense, how does that affect this? Yes. When you notice a disempowering habit, you're in the present. Habits, most habits too, habit by definition technically is automated. Like we don't even think about it. So it's not a routine. It's not like it's a habit. It there's a cue, there's a trigger, there's all kinds of things for a habit. So when we are present and recognizing it, then we get to step back and get curious and look at it. So here's a, here's a life example. I used to, uh, like pick at and like bite my nails and my, my hand, my fingers all around my fingers was a terrible, terrible habit for me. And it was, it was a habit. It was like, I didn't even recognize, like it, it was just an automatic. I wouldn't even realize that I was like picking and doing stuff like that. Well, one day I looked down and I was like, what is going on? These are not the hands of a wildly successful, beautiful woman. What are you doing? Like who Who are you being right now? And this is the question we get to ask ourselves. This is the question that my clients ask themselves over and over again. Who am I being? Am I casting votes for that next higher level version of me or not? No, there's no shame in it. There's no guilt in it, right? It's just curious. And I looked down and I said, well, that is that. That is not, I, this habit is done, <laughs> and it's been 200 and some days and uh I I don't know whether this video gets shown or not but Kate can see my beautiful hands (laughs) well I have been actually admiring them I've been sitting here going
0: oh her nails are so nice and my art painted at all maybe I need
1: to like paint my nails because they look so good so there you go (laughs) this was part of who was I being so so I recognized a disempowering habit and I I just took it I just took a hold of it I'm like okay th- no more this is not who I want to show up as anymore how am I going to give myself cues and reminders how am I going to set myself up for success to stay in the identity of the woman who has beautiful hands right how am I going to do that well the one thing I'm going to do is get manicures <laughs> And I wasn't before. Right. And I have lotions and all kinds of stuff on my desk. Like I had take very intentionally take care of this to show up as the woman that I want to be. And so right there, there's, there's just an example of, you notice a disempowering habit, get curious, decide. I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. Now, since that whole time, Have I never like caught myself go like go or going to pick? Of course I've caught myself. I'm like, Oh yeah, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Like that's not us anymore. So let's focus our attention. Let's go get some lotion. Let's, you know, get the fingernail file, like whatever, that's not us anymore. And we just start recognizing that and we can do that in the smallest ways. Just this is why I love, micro shifts and micro habits like this. This is really you casting a vote for the next level version of yourself. Every time you take a tiny step, every time you think a thought in that direction, every time you say an I am in that direction, you've just cast a vote for your future self. And the more votes you cast, the easier it is to step into her and step into her. And the next thing you know, you are her and now you're casting new votes for that future self.
0: Which is really powerful when you realize that it's all within your control. That's the, you know, you get that kind of mind blown moment. Now there's somebody that's kind of listening and they're going, this is all sounding amazing and I want to I want to do something and I want to start making these changes. Do you recommend, I don't know, doing a list and being like, okay, uh, there's at least five or 10 things I want to change, but what's the biggest thing that's annoying me right now and start with that? Or is it better to start with something in your family life than your work life? Is there a a sort of a process of, of how to begin? That's
1: yes. And uh, you get to first know that, there's a, there's, what is the word I'm looking for? There's a phrase that floats around that I've heard many times. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm saying no to that. (laughs) I'm saying how you do one thing gets to be how you do everything. So the moment you start these micro shifts in one area, you can then start modeling and copying that pattern of success onto other areas of your life. What you're going to do in the area that you pick, and there's there's no answer for where you pick, you pick. What you're going to do in the area that you pick is build your self-confidence and build your self-esteem. You're going to prove to past self that current self can show up and future self is trusting you because you're already showing up now. So they get to be Tiny things, maybe you want to, and I would recommend starting something, not stopping something. So, even though this was a stop, I stopped treating my hands unkindly. I also started treating them kindly, right? I started really taking care of them. And so, stopping is a catalyst, and moving towards what you want has the energy that will keep you going. We can't hate our bodies into shape we can only love them into shape right we 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 again a catalyst is great like that's it and that's what it was for me no more i'm not doing this anymore and then i flipped it around who do i want to be so ask yourself like who do you want to be what what's important would you like to be present more would you like to be on social media less would you like to drink more water? Would you like to, if you, you know, dream big and see yourself six months down the road, what's different about you? What can you pick out that's different? And then you get to start being her, embodying her. Like what would make a big difference in your life right now, six months down the road. And you get to start with showing up as her by drinking water, by drinking you know, a set amount—not just more water, right? Because when we have, we get to have measurable things as well, right? And so, why would I? Why do I want to be hydrated? Well, it's good for my skin, and I'm super vain, so I want my skin. To- <laughs> No one's going to admit that, but everybody wants good skin. It's true. Well, I admit, I'll admit it. one hundred. <laughs> it's And water is like the water that we intake is all the water that we have. Our body doesn't make water. This is, so this is for our joints and it's for our brain. And like water literally is lifeblood for you. So here are some amazing reasons why drinking more water would be great for me. Is this something that I want to do? Okay. Well, how do I want to show up in that? I could uh, have a chart. I could set a timer. I could have fun water glasses. Like how do I get to cast votes for that version of me? So you really get to decide like what, what's important. Maybe it's adding in some more veggies into your diet. Maybe it's the self-talk that you have.
0: Yeah. And if someone is going, yeah. So what we'll use the nail example that, you know, Yep, they really want to stop, you know, sort of making that the habit of sort of chewing on their nails and so they go to get the manicures and they think, yep, I'm stepping into me, but that action is still not enough and they find themselves still sticking to that habit even though they've changed that action. And they're not really sure, you know, what's the next action to try Mm -hmm. to get them to that point. Mm
1: -hmm. So they get to what? who are you being? Like, what is stopping you from taking the next action? See, you have all the answers inside of you. You're, you're the magic. So what, what are you believing about yourself that's stopping you from showing up as that next level version of you? So, okay. So you're taking action, but you cannot hustle your beliefs, So maybe you're, you know, getting your nails done or you're painting them yourself or whatever you're doing. And yet you're still thinking in your head, you're still saying the things of her, of, of you that has this habit that you no longer want. So how do you get to, what do you get to believe about yourself instead? This is where you get to see like, what is the belief? That I have about who I'm being about who I deserve to be about who I get to be, because maybe the belief is, oh, I can't, I can't change. This is just me. This is just how I am. I'll never stop this habit. So if you're trying to hustle that by getting a manicure, like that's, (laughs) you know, it's not going to work. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting
0: this podcast just quickly to let you know about Lean 14. If you want to have more energy, lose weight, start moving and just feel really good again, but maybe you're not sure where to start, then definitely check out my program, Lean 14. Now, Lean 14 is a complete program with a 14-day food and meal plan, recipes, shopping lists, Pilates workouts, templates for meal prepping and goal setting, as well as video trainings to help you kickstart your health and fitness. It really provides you with an easy to follow, clear plan of where to start with your diet, nutrition, looking after yourself, and the best bit, you can start at any time. And there's no crazy food or expensive equipment or complicated instructions involved. It's really simple. It's easy. And best of all, it's effective. And I don't want you to miss out. To grab it now, simply head over to the show notes and click the Lean 14 link or head on over to the Mind Movement Health website and under the programs tab, you can hit Lean 14. Now, this program is based on my 18 years of experience of working in the health and fitness field and the results that I've gotten for thousands of women that I have worked with during that time. So... Head on over to the show notes and check it out because it will change your life. Yeah. So it's really having to explore those limiting beliefs and work through those limiting beliefs and potentially having to tell yourself and and write out and
1: change, you know, your beliefs and work through that as well. You get to, yeah. You you get to do that, like you're worth it. You're you're worth. Letting go of the limitations that are keeping you from your limitlessness. We tend to fight for our limitations. And what we get to do is is fight for our limitlessness, like fight for the possibilities. And you don't even have to fight at all, but we do. So if you're fighting for your limits, what would it look like to fight for limitlessness instead to fight for all the possibilities to fight for how capable you are instead of fighting for, I can't, I'm not, I don't, I won't because you are, and you can, and you're amazing. And it it's when you start to step into rewiring your brain. And that starts with the thoughts that you think, right. And the beliefs that you have, the moment that you start to do that, you start to cast those votes, for that next level version of yourself and you see her and you, okay, what is she thinking? How much water is she drinking? <laughs> what books is she reading? Like you want more action to take. Great. Believe that you get to be her. And then what actions can you take to be her?
0: Yeah. And thinking, out, I've never thought about it in the, the you know, limitations and the limitless sort of possibilities which is an amazing way to think about it because as you say we are the driver of our lives essentially so we have the power but it's sometimes realizing that we have that power no matter what situation that we can be in we do have that power it's just finding a way or all the time to change that
1: it's actually the only thing that we can control So your community, whether they have kids or cats, you can't control either one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that we can control is how we show up. That's it. There's going to be circumstances always. We can influence greatly. We can influence greatly. And when it all comes down, the only thing I can control is how I show up, what I believe and how I show up in a situation, the energy I bring. The thoughts that I bring. That's it. That's all. That's all I can control. And so you get to step into your personal power. That's, that's your, it's called responsibility, but it's also power, right? And when you step there, you get results, period. You might not like them, but you look at them and go, well, I get to control that. I get to control what I think. I get to control the actions that I take around there. As opposed to when we're fighting for our limitations we're, we're living at what we call effect. And that looks like pointing the finger. Well, it's, I didn't get this done because this person needed this and this person needed. Oh, okay. So really I didn't get it done. Cause I didn't set the boundary like me, right? Like those types of things. We really, we end up having a lot of excuses and, and ultimately what that is, is giving our power away as opposed to stepping back into it so that you can, And look at those micro shifts. Well, where can I make a micro shift here? And the reason that micro shifts are so great, right? Little hinges swing big gates. So you start making those micro shifts and the next thing you know, you've got this massive change. All of a sudden you're like, wow, like who are you? I really like you. (laughs) Let's hang out more.
0: Yeah, well, I always say to my clients, even if you're just making a 1% change, say you do 1% a day, Over a month, that's a 30% difference, which is a a huge amount. And even if it's only half a percent, you know, it's 15% by the end of the month, which is still a massive change. So I love the idea of the micro shifts. And then it's also feels more achievable because if you are the type of person where, you know, you might, you might be actually quite busy and have this really full life going on. These micro shifts are not going to add to the overwhelm. As you're sort of saying, if you can reframe sort of, you know, things in the way you're thinking, it actually might take load off if you're um, just changing these small things.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And this is getting curious is such a gift. Uh, I believe we get to have it all. And when we get really present and get really curious, we don't actually want it all. Like we, we we say, oh, you get to have it all. When we're really t- tuned in, all looks very different for all of us, right? For us collectively. And then for us, like the, the outward version of all, like having it all shifts when we really tune in and get curious, who do I want to be? Well, what makes me want that? well why would having that be so great in my life and what would happen then the other thing with micro shifts is they are i'm going to say sneakily i don't even know if that's a real word when you take little actions right towards an outcome that you want that's that's amazing right i love outcomes we can talk about goals to outcomes goals are an aim they're a direction they're a purpose I like outcomes because outcomes are what actually happens. So I like to talk around outcomes, right? Goals and point us in there. Okay, now what are we gonna do? This is where the rubber meets the road, is the outcome, right? It's the result. Better than the outcome is who I become on the way to and past the outcome. And this is where mindset comes in. This is where I'm creating the identity of the woman who has beautiful hands. This is where I'm creating the identity of the business owner who is hydrated because I know what that does for my brain and my productivity and my focus. I become her. So yes, drinking water is, I, I, this is an outcome to drink X number a day. The secret sauce in that is becoming the woman who, so that those milestones of outcomes are exactly that. They're milestones. They're so like, oh yeah, did that, did that, did that, look at that. And you're just growing and building that self-confidence and just becoming the woman who all the time. And do you often
0: recommend that, you know, if you are sort of starting to explore this journey, that there are some, you know, habits or things that can sort of help your mindset in the sense of, you know, maybe it's meditation or maybe it's grounding or tapping or is there anything that you've sort of found that helps people to tap into this more?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Meditation, grounding, tapping. (laughs) I love all of those things. And I am not a silent meditator. I can now. I've been meditating a long time now. uh, So I can sit in silent meditation. I love guided meditation. And I actually have a free guided meditation uh, to help you see yourself, that next level version of yourself to set yourself up for success. And it's a practice called mental rehearsal. So remember your brain deletes, distorts, and generalizes based on what you believe. The other thing about your brain, there's a million things. One of the things is it doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So when you see yourself at the end of the day, and you've had eight, eight ounce glasses of water and your feet are kicked up, and, you know, you've gotten extra steps in because you've had to hit the bathroom so many times. <laughs> and It always and, happens. <laughs> it's been the, you know, you're, you're at the end of the day and you're like, I like, I'm pretty cool. I did it. I got all the glasses in and, you know, I had fun doing it and I had a little mantra around it or whatever. You see your, yourself, like doing this thing, being this woman. So then when you go to actually do it, your brain is like, oh, we've been here before. We, we got this. We take away some of the stress because it doesn't know the difference between real and imagine. So we take away some of the apprehension or some of the disbelief when we like imagine ourselves doing it first and see ourselves getting from A to B. So it's called mental rehearsal. And Olympic athletes use it and win gold medals with it. And it is, I love it. I, I love the tool of mental rehearsal. Well,
0: I'll make sure I link that up in the show notes too, so that um, everybody can head across there and grab that, because I think that's a great way to help people get into that mindset. And I have to ask about the hypnotherapy, just out of a curiosity point, because I've never had it done myself. So can you share a little bit about that as well?
1: Yes. Yes. Hypnosis. And I, I love using hypnosis as a tool. It helps us align the conscious and the subconscious. It helps us release, uh, you know, feelings of, not enoughness, not enough time, not enough money, not enough confidence, those types of things and reframe them. So when we do hypnosis, we can, I talk to clients first and say, okay, well, what do you want to get hypnotized on? Well, I don't know. There's never enough money. Okay. So when there is enough money, what are you going to be saying? What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be thinking? What's going to be happening around you? So I get this vision that they have for themselves. And then in the session, direct implant that right into their subconscious, their vision already, and just put it right in there so that they can see and hear and, you know, taste whatever it is, how it feels when there's plenty of money and how calm they are. And that money flows easily, and you know all of those types of things, like all of those direct suggestions. I also provide a personalized influence meditation for my clients, so and I ask them to listen to it uh, for forty, at least forty days afterwards, to just continually build on that foundation to remind them who they get to be, how they get to show up, all that kind of stuff. So it's an amazing way to align the conscious and the subconscious.
0: And almost, I guess, like another layer of just layering on that change and reinforcement Absolutely. of
1: the mindset. 100%. All my client, all my one-on-one clients have at least one hypnosis session with me so that we can, they like we get right to that right away so that they've got that. And that starts as part of their foundation to then build on.
0: Yeah. I kind of just think it's, I mean, the brain itself is fascinating. So then diving into the world, you know, of subconscious and conscious and all of that stuff is um, really interesting, I think too. And obviously, especially around mindset, because as you said, so, so much of it is coming back from our subconscious. So um, changing, making those changes at the conscious level is, you know, So sometimes difficult, but then sometimes I guess you could just just be like, make that quick change straight away and just have that realisation.
1: The more you practise, honestly, the the more you decide to cast votes for your future self, the the person that you want to be, the more that you practise that, the easier that it gets. And sometimes those micro shifts, like you'll feel like, no difference, no difference, no difference, no difference. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, right? Like, I can't believe the difference because I wasn't recognizing that 1%, 1%. I was, I was, I was being her just a little bit every single day until boom, look at me, I'm her. Like I'm that, that next level version of myself. I, I think it's really important that we, we also get to recognize you are enough. You get to hold two truths. You are enough, you're amazing, you're magical and you get to want more, you get to evolve. One does not cancel out the other. One does not say, oh, I'm saying I'm not enough. You are enough and you get to want more. You, you, you get to expand and evolve.
0: Yeah, I think that can be difficult for some women though too because they, they have that limiting belief that, that what they have should be enough. And that they're almost, you know, greedy or power hungry or, you know, by wanting more, by wanting to have a successful business and a, a happy family and, and the balance and not having to hustle. Like, is this just some, you know, imaginary thing that's not attainable or should I be wanting to strive for that? Can't I or should I just be happy with what I have? I think that's something that a lot of people um, struggle with in a sense.
1: Well, I believe. Because they think they have to choose. It's, it, it's, or either you're content or you're not. And that's, that's just a lie you don't have to buy into that because you get to be content. Like this is good. My family's good. You know, everyone's healthy and my business is making money. And, you know, like I'm doing okay, taking care of myself. Like this is good. And, and I get to want more they, they don't have to, uh, be, you know, mean here's, here's what we do. We decide that this means if I, if I want more, it means, oh, I'm, I'm discontent. And that just isn't true. It it doesn't have to be, you get to hold two truths in there.
0: Yeah. Which is again, something that I think, uh, it's good for us to to think about and explore because maybe potentially it's something that women or you know anyone listening might not have been exploring that too I know myself I've had outside people you know just being like so with my business being in studio and then moving to online you know family members have just been like but isn't isn't just in studio enough like you know, you've got that, that's just enough. And I've had to say to them, but why does it have to be? You might think that's enough, but you know, why does that have to be enough? And why can't someone explore, you know, outside of that too? So I think sometimes those limiting beliefs come from other people putting them on us, which then, you know, can either knock your confidence or make you feel that you are wanting too much and having to sort of um, work on your mindset through that can be difficult too. Or even trying to explain to them or reframe. Um, sometimes it's difficult because they just don't understand.
1: Right, right. And that happens so many times that our limiting beliefs are not ours. They have been passed down <laughs> to us or spoken over us. And so we we get to say, does this belief, is it serving me anymore? who would i be without it what would open up for me if i chose to have a more empowering belief from this one and you get to bless and release like th- this is this is the other thing when you evolve when you start to shift your mindset when you expand when you when you let go of fighting for your limitations and start fighting for your limitlessness you get to bless and release the past versions of you they were amazing. They got you here. There's, we're not saying, ooh, past self, you were awful. Like there's none of that. Like we could just say, you are so awesome. You got me here. You did the best you could with the tools that you have. And we're literally just passing the baton to ourselves. We're like, I love you. And I'm going to bring with me the pieces of you that still serve me and that get to evolve. And the ones that don't, thank you like, thank you. It, we tend to make things so hard and like, that's it. Like, and it, it gets, there gets to be so much more flow and ease in it than that. Just like bless and release. I, I think a lot when I speak to women, I say, if you have young children or children or a best friend how would you talk to them? Like, like, what would that situation look like with them? Because typically we are so much kinder and have so much more grace and gentleness for others than we do for ourselves. And so that's where we get to get really curious too. Like, is this advice that I would, or is this a way that I would speak to my children, to my best friend, to my person that I love more than anything, you know, would I would I be putting all these harsh demands and lines in the sand and giving these harsh meanings or not
0: yeah and I think that's a great way I mean I've I've heard that often and it's so true because you know you will judge yourself so much harsher than what other people will and I think sometimes you dwell on things you know, expecting that you'll get comments or what are other people thinking about this that I'm doing? And realistically, nobody is even paying attention to what you're doing because everybody's so busy with their own life and, you know, what's going on. They're not even looking, you know? So I think it's a great thing to think about, but sometimes harder to sort of put into practice. And I know sometimes I have to catch myself and then say, no, reframe this, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Just be a bit kinder.
1: Yes, yes. And that's part of rewiring your brain, just the practice, you know, the, the more we practice it, the easier it comes in, the easier we get the, the more ease there is in recognizing it and seeing uh, when something no longer serves us or seeing like, is this serving me? No. Am I ready to change it? No. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. You, you know, like there, again, there's no space for shame or guilt. They won't ever serve you ever. They won't ever serve you. You'll never move forward. You'll never shift from shame or guilt. So get curious about what could open up for you. And for listeners that are kind of going,
0: yeah, I'm going to start something today. After listening to this podcast, I'm going to walk away and, you know, I'm going to start making these micro shifts and and create, you know, my success, what's one tip that you would sort of say to them that they should either think about or or do immediately?
1: Uh, I would love for them to, aside from downloading the mental rehearsal, because this will be something that really sets them up easily because the container is all ready to go, would start to listen to what you're saying to yourself a little bit more really like start to take those thoughts captive. A huge word swap that I love is going from I have to, to I get to. And so how often are you saying to yourself, I have to, I have to work out. I have to drink more water. I have to, well, actually you get to, if you want to. And there's just this like huge opening when we shift from this should, have to, to choice. I get to. I get to work out today or not. It's
0: amazing that you just said that because it was only a few days ago I was listening to um, a podcast. It was a diary of a CEO and I can't remember what who the guest was on it. But um, it was just one of those little five minute clip podcasts. And the bit that they shared was uh, a doctor uh saying that that was one of the major shifts that he made so being at work he said at the end of the shift you're about to leave and someone says to you oh this you know patient just needs this done quickly can you stay behind and he's like oh you know I've been here for 12 hours already this is the last thing I want to do can't you get somebody else to do it and he said just making that mental shift of shifting from I have to do this to I get to do this, I get to help this person, I get to change, you know, what they're experiencing and how how powerful that is, Said so it's changed so much in his life that it is phenomenal. So, it, you know, I always believe that, you know, in the universe and that never hearing that before, I'm now hearing it twice within a few days. And I had already started... Thinking about that throughout my day, and it has made a huge change. So, huge
1: choice. We all want choice. We all want choice. We want to choose how we do things. We don't. We no one wants to be told what to do. Yeah, (laughs) or or feel feel stuck. We don't have a choice. Yeah, and this way, you're active. You're intentional. You're shifting your mindset on it. It's an amazing gift.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
0: It's been amazing having you on. Can you uh, share your, you know, where listeners can connect with you as well?
1: Well, I'm brand new on the TikTok, so I would like <laughs> to. I'm not even TikTok. on there yet. So, <laughs> uh, and I, I'm on all the socials: Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, and uh, TikTok like I said, uh, and I'm Mindy Hebner everywhere. So it, it's always my, my, fir- my first and last name.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'll look them all up in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll also link up your website and everything too. And people can download that uh, guided sort of meditation to help them get through and just begin take those first steps. But thanks okay. so much again for coming on the show. It's been Thank so you. great having you on. Thank you. Thanks for listening in to the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.